Today is a special day, everybody. It's opening day 2019. Baseball is officially back, and our 162-game journey to the postseason will soon be underway. Fans have celebrated this moment in Major League Baseball for 143 years. Over that time, there have been memorable contests and storylines that have emerged on opening days. Let's take a look at some of them today on Rounders, A History of Baseball in America. And happy opening day, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rounders, A History of Baseball in America. So this episode's going to be a little bit different, and I wanted to explain right off what would be different about it. Uh, first off, my microphone that I use for recording the podcast and trying to keep the audio quality as best as possible, my snowball microphone, it's, it's not working right now, unfortunately. So I'm recording from my phone for the first time. So there may be a little bit of echo, a little bit of background. I'm going to do the best I can to make it as clean as possible. And I'll probably go back and remaster the content at a later time. But it was more important for me to get this information to you today because today is opening day. And we're going to be talking specifically about that subject. So we're going to jump right into that. Just a couple notes. I want to give a special thanks to everybody who continues to support the show subscribes on social media, uh, interacts through comments and messages, uh, and also donates to the show. I appreciate all the support, all of the interactions. I've gotten to know so many great people since starting uh, this podcast, and uh, I count myself very lucky to be able to do this and to be able to not only uh, talk about baseball, but to to make a little bit of a side living off of being able to do it. So uh, to everybody, if you're a listener, if you're a follower, if you're a donor, thanks for your support. It means so much to me. Um, If you want to continue to help the show, one thing you could certainly do is to go on iTunes and leave a positive review. That helps me get in front of other new listeners to be able to uh, share the show with them. Uh, Reviews mean a lot. Uh, You can also leave a review in any podcast app that you choose. Most of them have a rating system now uh, that you can use to recommend the podcast to others. So tell a friend, leave a review, help me be able to continue to publicize what I'm doing. And I also greatly appreciate that. So, with that said, let's get right into our topic for today, Memorable Opening Days. For our topic today, I'm going to be discussing nine memorable events that have occurred throughout baseball's history on opening day. We're going to start in the early 1900s, specifically 1907. It was a game on opening day that featured the New York Giants against the Philadelphia Phillies at the Polo Grounds in New York. Now, there was a heavy snowstorm that had fallen previously that week. So in preparation for the game, the groundskeepers had to think quick, and they were forced to shovel large drifts of snow onto the outer edges of the field right in foul territory. So the game begins under these circumstances. After falling behind 3 to nothing, the disappointed fans who showed up to the game at the polo grounds decided to make some diversions of their own. They started making snowballs 
and hurling them onto the playing field, disrupting the game. As the game progressed, more and more snowballs were being thrown between fans and at players, and chaos began to ensue. Fans even began rushing onto the field to continue the snowball fight in the outfield and the infield. Now, the umpires weren't sure what to do at this point. Uh, The head umpire, Bill Clem, was thinking about what do I do in this situation, and then he got pelted with the snowball right in the face. And shortly after that, he decided that he had had enough, and he called a forfeit in favor of the Phillies, which ended the game prematurely. The next game we're going to look at occurred in 1923, and it was a match between the New York Yankees versus the Boston Red Sox at Yankee Stadium. And this is a story that has been told so many times before. So many different great uh, episodes have come out of Yankees versus Red Sox opening days. And this is just another one that you can add to your memory. But this one took place way at the beginning. Now, this story plays out like a Hollywood script, honestly. So stay tuned here. Listen to this, okay? It was the inaugural game for this beautiful new stadium in New York, Yankee Stadium. The one that would become known as the house that Ruth built. Now, before the game, reporters went up to the babe and they asked him questions like they always did. And he was quoted saying something along the lines of, quote, I'd give a year of my life if I could hit a home run on opening day of this great new park, end quote. Well, foreshadowing what he would eventually accomplish, that's exactly what he did. Babe Ruth stepped to the plate and slammed the first home run in the ballpark's history. It was a blast that went all the way into the right field bleachers. And to make things even sweeter, it was a three-run blast off the Red Sox. This was the team that had traded him three years earlier. The Yankees ended up winning the game 4-1. to one. Now let's travel to the beautiful city of Cleveland. The year is 1925, and the Indians are facing off against the St. Louis Browns. It's a beautiful opening day, and it turned out to be the highest scoring game in opening day history for a single team. Now, before we jump further into this specific event, I just want to foreshadow that the Cleveland Indians show up a lot in this episode for memorable opening day games. And that's not because I'm a Cleveland Indians fan, even though I really love the Major League movies. That's just because they're ironically involved in a lot of Uh, memorable events that have occurred on opening day. So just keep that in mind as we go through. That pattern was not intentional necessarily. I was just picking out the best of the best, and they just kept coming up. So back to 1925. We have the Cleveland Indians versus the St. Louis Browns at Cleveland Stadium. And this game was a back-and-forth affair, just all game. Now, the Indians jumped out to a 7-1 lead, only to see the Browns rally to tie the game at 9 And this was all by the fifth inning. So the game is tied at nine in the fifth inning. Talk about an offensive explosion. In the sixth inning, the St. Louis Browns scored another four runs to make the lead 13 to nine in their favor. That held all the way to the eighth inning, and then things just fell apart. The Indians scored 12 runs in the top of the eighth inning. With the go-ahead blow, a three-run homer that came off the bat of Hall of Famer Tris Speaker. That 
put the game at 21 to 14. And that's how the game ended. And the Indians opened their season with a win and the record for the highest scoring game on opening day for a single team. But you know what the strangest part about that game was? The Browns committed 10 errors, tying the major league record for a single game. And that was five of those that occurred in the 12-run eighth inning that they gave up. 11 of the runs that were scored were unearned. Wow. (laughs) So as promised, let's keep talking about the Cleveland Indians. We're going to go to 1940. This game featured the Tribe versus the Chicago White Sox at Comiskey Park. Now, this game sounded miserable to show up to as a fan because opening day was an unusually windy day, and I guess that's not abnormal for the Windy City, but the thing that made it even worse was the game clocked in at 47 degrees by the opening pitch. Now, that didn't stop what was about to occur from happening, thank goodness. And this all happened because there was a certain pitcher that took the mound named Bob Feller, and he threw a gem. In fact, this was the only no-hitter in MLB opening day history. So Bob Feller, who was just 21 years old at the time, threw the first of three no-hitters that he would throw in his career. The game's only run came on Raleigh Hemsley's two-out RBI triple in the fourth inning. So Cleveland is protecting a one nothing lead, and they go into the ninth inning. Feller gets up two outs, and then the third batter, whose name I couldn't find, hit a grounder that was almost through the middle when Indian second baseman Ray Mack made a lunging stop to be able to get the ball. He threw it to first to record the final out, And Bob Feller, future Hall of Famer, had his first no-no. So let's recap. We looked at a snow-laden game in New York where a snowball fight ended a match early. We went to Yankee Stadium where Babe Ruth fulfilled a promise he made before the game. We traveled to Cleveland Stadium to see the Cleveland Indians pull off the largest single-game scoring in MLB history and then we traveled to Comiskey Park to see Bob Feller pitch the first and only no-hitter in MLB opening day history. There's more stories for me to share with you coming up right after the seventh inning stretch. Hello everybody. If you're enjoying the episode, please, please take a moment to follow us on social media. We're on Facebook Instagram, and Twitter at Rounders Podcast. That's one word, Rounders Podcast. Every day we have photos, quotes, trivia, and other interesting stories from baseball's rich past for you to see in your newsfeed. And if you'd like to support the show financially, you can do that through a service called Anchor. They have a secure payment option through Stripe, who's a trusted name in online payments. So you can send me a donation safely and easily simply by going to anchor.fm forward slash rounders. If you have just $5 a month, you can help me pay some bills and devote more time to cranking out more episodes for you to enjoy. Each episode takes approximately five to seven hours of research, and that doesn't include recording and editing. 
So your support does help me keep this show going. And for my current donors, I just want to take a moment and say thank you so much for your patronage. It means the world to me. Again, just go to anchor.fm forward slash rounders. A link is available in the show notes. That's all for now. Let's get back to the show. And welcome back to the second half of our podcast. For my regular listeners, uh, let me know what you think about the interludes that I chose there for the seventh inning stretch. I didn't have my my regular Dodgers take me out to the ball game tone that I usually have just because of the technological issues I'm facing. So I decided to drop in a couple stock ones that I had in Anchor. I don't know. If they work, let me know. <laughs> Whatever helps with the ambiance for the show. Well, hopefully you're not tuning in just for the clips. You're here for the baseball information, I'm sure. So we are going to pick up in 1947. This is a game between the Brooklyn Dodgers and the Boston Braves, and it takes place at Ebbets Field. Now, this game goes to the heartwarming part that I talked about at the beginning of the show. This is one of the most important games in the history of baseball. This was because of the fact that Jackie Robinson made his major league debut breaking baseball's color barrier. 26,623 people showed up on hand to watch this occur. Many of the fans were wearing I'm for Jackie buttons on their shirts and coats. And the Dodgers didn't disappoint. They rallied from a rundown in the bottom of the seventh and they scored three times. They held on for a 5-3 to three win to seal a memorable day. And you know what the best part about that entire game was? Jackie Robinson was the one responsible for scoring the go-ahead run. Just another great way for him to kick off his career in the MLB. With that, we're going to go to 1975 for our next opening day game. And guess who this game features? If you guessed the Cleveland Indians, you would be correct. So we have the Cleveland Indians versus the New York Yankees, and this game occurred at Cleveland Stadium. Now, like a couple of the other games I mentioned, this opening day game was freezing. There wasn't any snow on the ground, but it was cold. And keep in mind, in Cleveland, you've got that wind whipping off Lake Erie. So at game time, the temperature was 36 degrees, but that did not include the wind chill. So I can imagine the fans thought it was a lot colder than that as they watched the game. But this game was a special game, and people showed up for it. The reason it was special was because Frank Robinson, who was a veteran DH, was about to make his debut not only as a player manager, which was becoming more and more rare, but he was going to become the first African-American manager in Major League history. Now, for those of you not familiar with Frank Robinson, this guy is one of the greats. He's the only player in baseball history to win the MVP award in each league. In fact, he won it in Cincinnati in 1961, and then he won it again in Baltimore in 1966. He also won the Rookie of the Year award in 1956. He was the World Series MVP in 1966. He was the All-Star Game MVP in 1971. He was a gold glove winner in 1958, and he won the Triple Crown in 1966. By the time he joined Cleveland, he was more at the end of his career, but he had tallied 
572 home runs and 1,773 RBIs. So it makes sense that he wanted to continue to play, and he did so uh, by batting his DH in the lineup for Cleveland that season, and he did a great job. And he didn't waste any time making his presence felt on the field either. So he put himself second in the lineup, and his first at-bat had him take pitcher Doc Medich's fastball over the fence. So his first at-bat, he hits a home run. And he said after the game, quote, Doc got me 0-2. Then he threw a bastard slider that I barely fouled off. I thought, this SOB is trying to strike me out on three pitches on my day. He's trying to embarrass me, end quote. Well, Robinson got the last laugh on that one, that's for sure. Now, Robinson's home run was the eighth home run that he hit on opening day throughout his career, and that is also a major league record. After the game, Robinson stated, quote, It was a tremendous day for me, a day I'll always remember, the biggest day of my life in baseball, end quote, and certainly an opening day to remember. With that, let's go to 1986. This is one of the uh, funnier stories that I could find, and I just had to include it. So, as we all know, it's a presidential tradition to throw out the first pitch to commemorate the opening of the MLB season. Well, this year uh, was when Ronald Reagan was president. So he was invited to throw out that ceremonial first pitch. And this was a game between the Baltimore Orioles versus the Cleveland Indians at Memorial Stadium. Now, I do want to point out, too, that that tradition of the... United States president throwing out the first pitch to start the MLB season. That's been a tradition that has gone since the MLB's founding. And it actually, every president did it all the way up until 2017 when Trump declined the invitation. So thanks, Trump. Hopefully uh, we can get that going again this year. I, I didn't look that up to see if it was scheduled. Hopefully it is. We'll find out today, I'm sure. So back to Ronald Reagan, 1986. Reagan takes the field. He stands about 30 feet away from home plate, and he takes the baseball that's given to him by an assistant. So, you know, being the, uh, the jovial kind of guy Reagan was known to be, he, quoted, uh, he was quoted as saying to the catcher, who was Rick Dempsey on the Orioles, uh, quote, you'd better get out of my way, end quote. Better get out of the way, end quote, <laughs> indicating the type of pitch that he was going to throw, I guess. So Reagan went into a full wind-up, you know, knee-to-the-chin type of situation, and he just uncorks this toss that flew all the way to the, to the left of Dempsey. And reportedly, the ball went 10 feet over the catcher's head. It wasn't even close. As a matter of fact, this was considered to be one of the worst opening day pitches in history. Now, there is an honorable mention, too, and I'm just tossing this in as an aside. Uh, FDR also threw out a first pitch in 1940 that nailed a Washington Post reporter that was standing near the catcher. That certainly would be an honorable mention one. But uh, this one was just so far off the mark that that everyone in the stadium was a little bit shocked and probably uh, trying to stifle a laugh. But uh, Reagan didn't let that get him down. He asked for another ball. And he went into his windup again, and he threw a second pitch, and this time it hit the mark. As a matter of fact, Dempsey was quoted after the game as saying, quote, it was a good hard fastball, sailing high, end quote. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we hit the modern era in baseball, and I don't spend a lot of time talking about events that occur 
in the past 20 to 30 years. I probably should. And I think in future episodes, I may just start to pick out some topics that hit more of that time period. But here we are, and it's 1996. We have the Seattle Mariners versus the Chicago White Sox. And this game takes place at the famous Kingdom. Now, the reason that this game is is popular and something to remember in terms of opening day matches is just because of the signature performances that came out of so many of these giant names that were in baseball from the 1990s to the 2000s. Names that we all know today, and some of them we knew then, but there were a lot of players that made plays in this game that we wouldn't really see as baseball icons until a few more years later. So let's get into it and you'll see what I mean. So the starter for the game for the Mariners was the big unit, Randy Johnson. He took the mound. And in the first inning, he was rudely greeted by Chicago White Sox slugger Frank Thomas, the big hurt, who crushed a two-run homer to give Chicago an early lead. But that was really it for Chicago's offensive power because Randy Johnson just dominated the rest of the game. Those runs were the only ones he allowed for the next seven innings. He struck out 14 batters, and that's one of two career opening day starts where he had 14 Ks. That's tied for second most by any pitcher in any season opener. But the Mariners still trailed by a run entering the bottom of the ninth. So up to the plate comes this guy named Edgar Martinez. Martinez came through with a game-tying double. So here we are, 2-2. Two to two. The game stays tied until the 12th inning when Seattle trots out a 20-year-old rookie, Alex Rodriguez, who was just starting his first full major league season. He takes to the mound, and he lines a walk-off single to give Seattle the win. Now, let's just recap some of those names. We have a young Randy Johnson. We have a young Frank Thomas. We have a young Edgar Martinez. And we have a young A-Rod. All four of those players are eventually going to end up in the Hall of Fame. I know Edgar Martinez is more of a, a controversial topic because, you know, the career DH and all that. But And we could talk about that in another episode. But all four of these guys, all big names later on, all well-known to an extent, too, in their younger years as well. But that game just packed so much star power into one match. So that brings us to our final game to look at for today. And this took place in 2017. So not too long ago, some of you may remember watching this. It was a game that featured the Arizona Diamondbacks versus the San Francisco Giants. Now, going into this match, it looked like it was going to be a pitcher's duel because you had two aces facing off. You had Madison Bumgarner versus Zach Grinke. Now, at first, Bumgarner looked like he was the one who was going to steal the show. He racked up 11 strikeouts in seven innings, and he outlasted his counterpart, Grinke. But the real memorable event came when Bumgarner Bumgarner, Gumgarner, <laughs> say that three times fast. Bumgarner had a historic day at the plate and not just on the mound. He slugged two home runs and he was the first pitcher ever to homer twice on opening day that game. But even though with that exploit occurring, the Diamondbacks ended up getting the last laugh. They were trailing by a run in the bottom of the ninth 
but they strung together a comeback, and they did it against Giants closer Mark Melancone. So with two outs and nobody on, Jeff Mathis doubled, and then Daniel Descalso followed with a game-tying single. Then two batters later, Chris Owings came through with a walk-off base hit to seal the win. And that was the end of that game. So to recap what we talked about in the second half of our episode here, we had Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier in 1947. We had Frank Robinson becoming the first African-American manager in Major League history in 1975. We had Ronald Reagan throwing a wildly uh, erroneous first pitch in 1986. We have a young crop of baseball's future stars putting together a game to remember in 1996. And then we have 2017, a pitcher hitting two home runs in one game. Wow. There's so many other stories that I could have mentioned. It's all about trying to keep it into a certain time length, but these were the nine I thought that you would enjoy the most, and it was fun researching these. And as I look through these, I can only hope that today brings us some even more memorable moments, no matter who your team is. You know, and I certainly uh, wish all of our players and our managers safety on the game today. And to all the fans, just I hope you get the chance to enjoy what we all enjoy so much, and that's just watching baseball. So I hope you all have an amazing opening day, and here's to an exciting 2019. Thanks for listening, and remember, there are only two seasons, winter and baseball.